Rev it up and a welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,693. We're going to have some fun today. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Harrisburg, beautiful part of the country, talking with a very special guest by the name of Cole Scroggum. Cole, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm not buckled up, but are you? <laughs> I am buckled up. I've got my six-point harness on. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, I'll try to keep it on the track here. Now, before I give you a proper introduction, would you share one thing with us that maybe most people don't know about you? Uh, something that most people don't know about me would be that I am uh, an ordained pastor, and I do a lot of interim uh, ministry work here in Virginia for various uh, sized uh, congregations. So that's something that very few people know. You know, you have a Venn diagram, and the little circles go around to different places. Yes. You have cars and other interests, and that one very seldom uh, you get uh, crossover. That's something not a lot of people would know. Well, that's very cool. Well, there you go. Well, now a lot more people know. So that's very nice. Now, have you married many people throughout your life? Uh, a few here and there. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, the way things go, most of them are, are leaving rather than showing up. But, oh, uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty neat. Great service to, uh, I was going to say mankind, but that probably is imp- inappropriate these days. People kind. I'll say that. <laughs> to yeah, people. that's right. There you go. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. Cole Scroggum is the Executive Director of Madison Automotive Apprentices, known as MAAP. It's a nonprofit that exists to share the love of the automobile with the next generation to provide educational and bridging opportunities for automotive restoration, preservation, and motorsport experiences. They won the top Porsche Restoration Group Award at the Porsche Parade in 2019 and contracted as team engineer for an Audi TCR team in IMSA. Cole is a restoration expert with many wins and a Porsche restoration expert as well. He is an eight-time national champion team owner with the Porsche brand and earned the Manufacturer's Award on behalf of Porsche. He has authored numerous Porsche books, publications, and many, many articles as well. We'll be back in just a minute to talk with Cole, but first a word from our very valued sponsors that make the show possible. Sit tight, keep your seatbelt on. We'll be right back. Did you know Covercraft offers you much, much more than car covers, floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne Custom Bras, LaBra Front End Covers, and Hood Protectors that protect your vehicle's front end while on a road trip. No more rock chips or hours removing nasty bug jerky from your grill and your paint. You'll find vehicle seatback organizers that keep everything in check, perfect for those kids in the back seat. Spidey Gear Webs that keeps cargo that's in your truck bed safely in place. Seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, bumper frames, bump steps, pet ramps, pet travel barriers to keep Fido in the back seat, tire covers, Carhartt backpacks, cooler bags, tote bags, tool bags, and zippered tote bags to keep everything secure. And don't forget their dash mat dashboard covers that shield the sun's damaging UV rays. Covercraft offers you an incredible list of solutions for your favorite rides. They're easy to install, easy to remove pet protection pads, are easy to wash too, and protect your floors and seats from 
Fido's damaging claws and messy fur and air. And here's something special from me here at Cars Yeah. If you use the code Yeah120 at checkout at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off on me. Covercraft.com. Go there and use the code Y-E-A-H120 at checkout for that 10% discount. Covercraft, they've got you covered. When it was time to renew my last policy for my collector car, my carrier's rates went up. They went way up. But my usage was the same and I never had made a claim. No tickets, nothing. What's with that? American Collectors Insurance, that's who now protects my Porsche Turbo. The one I call my orange crush. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? (laughs) I was too. So I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations, and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, am I glad I did. I'm saving hundreds of dollars. I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provide me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. What could be better than that? Give them a call for a quote today at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. All right, Cole, we are back. And as we continue on this journey, I'm going to call your life. I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has great meaning for you. Maybe it's a way that has helped you create some success, a lot of success in your life. It's a nice way to get the uh, Fuchs, since we're talking Porsches a bit here, spinning a little bit. So, Cole, take the wheel. Well, that mantra would be never give up. And I think anybody that's been in business for a long time uh, understands the word uh, perseverance. And sometimes you don't see the progress of your uh, business or your life or your goals because you're too close to it. I always say that you judge time by other people's children. Yep. They grow up. You you don't see them every day. And, oh, my goodness, look what happened to them. And uh, often that's what happens in our own lives with our own goals. We just stick to it and uh, persevere. Then good things will happen. If we give up too soon, then uh, obviously we'll never achieve what we've set out to do. I love that. And being a guy involved with motorsports, that's the line that I think virtually every of my hundreds of race car drivers uses as a mantra. But I love that that other line you said about children. Tell me that one again. I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that you judge time by other people's children. It's uh, You have uh, children that you see when they're born, and then you might see them when they're two years old or six or ten, and then all of a sudden they grow up. And you realize, boy, I'm really old. And time is going by here. Yeah. You know, I think that's brilliant. I'm going to keep that one close to my chest because you're right. And especially now with social media, when people show up in your lives that you haven't seen in a long time and all of a sudden their kids are adults and you think, you know what? They did a great job. They've raised a marvelous person who's become a a great adult, who's giving back to society, self-sustaining, taking care of themselves, noble and all the other great things that uh, people become. So I think that's really, really cool. Well, you've had so many uh, great parts of your life, and especially in motorsports and with Porsche, my favorite, Mark, as all my folks know. I'd love for you to talk more about Madison Auto Group. Tell us more about where you are today and all the great things that you guys do there. Well, this is a very different thing for me. It's sort of a combination of the things that I've done in the past. And this started with a conversation that I had with the university president now, past university president here at James Madison University. 
in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. And his name's Lynn Rose, and Lynn was a car guy. I was finishing my master's degree at that point. And he came by and asked me one day, so what would it look like if we gave our students some hands-on experiences that might round out these uh, wonderful four-year degrees that they're getting? So when they show up in the work in the workplace, they'll have some experiences and they'll be able to uh, be more valuable both to themselves and to their employer. And the more we talked about it, especially related to uh, the uh, engineering school, it just made sense to try to put something together. And long story short, that's how Madison Automotive Apprentices was born, and that was in 2017. And uh, I think we're adapting in our current environment, but we're also uh, learning what uh, what works, what doesn't work, and how to uh, maybe give these students a leg up in the automotive industry. Absolutely. With the uh, the challenges, the great challenges we face, especially in education with uh, the COVID situation, how has that affected you guys this year, and how have you worked around that so that your students can continue to learn and grow and and uh, learn all the different things that you guys teach them? Well, it's been a challenge, Mark. There's no there's no way around it. It's been a challenge, obviously, because of the proximity and the fact that we are a hands-on program has really slowed down um, our activities, mm-hmm. especially over the past three to four months. We are just now getting students back in our workshop and in our classroom, and uh, it's been a difficult road, and we've had to adhere to a lot of procedures and a lot of uh, requirements such as such as masking the class that I'm going to be teaching over our winter session, which is a one-week intensive on an internal combustion engines. I'm not only going to be masked, but also have to wear a face shield, just like all the students when right. we're close together. Yeah. And then the face shield can come out come out when we're in the lecture portion. But uh, you know everything has to be cleaned, including all the uh, tools. You know the one-time use, then they're required to be cleaned. Yeah. Um, each student has to have a, an area or a workstation. It's pretty daunting. And on the student side, they have an app that they have to fill out every day. It's a sort of a self-reporting app called uh, Live Safe, and they have to uh, report their temperature and any symptoms before they can enter any building on campus. And it's been pretty successful. We had a, a big problem in the spring mm-hmm. and uh, had to get things sorted. But right now, out of 20,000-plus students, I think we have maybe 20 active cases. So it's, uh, it's really been, it's really been good. Well, obviously those uh, practices have helped. That's for sure. So let's talk about the different courses and things that you guys teach there to help these young people. You know, this is near and dear to my heart because uh, my charity of choice here is Tech Force, which is a great organization. Yeah. Great charity that helps young people and older people. I've actually had some folks on uh, the show here that have kind of gone back into a, uh, a second career if you will, in their 50s at McPherson College, for example, yeah, and decided, you know what, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing, go do something that I love, and I need to learn how to do it. So learn how to work with old vehicles and so forth. So what are all the different courses that uh, young or old people, anybody who wants to go to uh, uh, Madison there can learn and do, and then how they take those things forward into actual careers? Great question. And uh, since you already mentioned the McPherson uh, which is really the gold standard, I think, in terms of what a university or a college is able to able to do. They really built something over a lot of years that uh, has has sort of developed into and matured into 
what I would call the best technical program in the United States related to young people wanting to get into the to the industry. McPherson College, by the way, is one of the six uh, colleges of my denomination, so I've been familiar with them for a yeah. lot longer than that. But yeah. it's a fantastic program, and it's again, I'll use the word mature. They really have developed a lot of uh, a lot of curriculum that makes sense. But one thing to keep in mind is that McPherson is a private institution, so they can pivot on a dime. They can uh, decide what they want to do instantly and uh, just create out of thin air the next piece of curriculum. Mm-hmm. But we don't get to do that at James Madison University. We're a state, uh, a state institution. And my, one of my favorite quotes is that the wheels move slowly here at JMU because everything has to be so carefully put together and and correlated uh, with different committees and different educational groups and curriculum reviews and uh, then everything has to go to Richmond Virginia to be to be certified so it's it's a long time in the educational piece but that's only one component of what we do mm-hmm. those classes those educational pieces are generally seminar format so they will be intensives over a week or a two-week period. And those intensives could range from internal combustion engine uh, overview. We basically have a, uh, a one-week time for students to come in, and we uh, assemble a, uh, a four-cylinder Porsche engine, a, a Porsche 356 engine over really? the space of five days, and we run it in on our, on our engine stand. Nice. And in between the hands-on part, we talk about theory. Uh, we talk about uh, combustion cycle. We talk about different types of engines and what the benefits, advantages, and maybe the drawbacks might be of different different types of engines. And also, you know, even electric propulsion discussion about the pluses and minuses of that. So they get a lot out of that. I think it's one of their favorite courses that we do. But we also do, a we have a motorsport-themed course where we uh, analyze and do a complete uh, set down on a GT3 Porsche on a motorsport scale plat. And so we'll, you know, we'll corner balance the car. We'll do alignment. We'll talk a lot about how we could uh, improve or change the the suspension or the dynamic characteristics of the car to solve a driver's problem. We also have a uh, simulator here that we've paired up with second aim software. Mm-hmm. So that we can uh, literally run some laps, pull some data out, and do uh, data analysis uh, real time, which right, is cool. a, a really interesting tool to be able to use for for uh, some of the uh, computer science oriented, you know, data acquisition type students. So Absolutely. we've got a, a wide variety of things we do here. We we have a, a services course where we uh, do some leather covering, do some electronics work where we teach people how to make a wiring harness using modern materials and connectors. There's a lot to it, but these students are also getting a, a degree in whatever area of the university they're in. Most of them are in a sort of a, the technical side, mm-hmm. uh, integrated sciences or engineering, but they're getting uh, an experience that is very unlike what, they w- what they're getting in their classwork. Yeah, like labs, if you will. I mean, hands-on labs. If you think about courses, let's say if you take art and you have lab courses, you might study art history or theory or whatever, but then you get to go in and actually practice. Uh, So these are skill sets that they can take forward. And something very interesting, too, is they get to use a whole other part of their brain, I think, when they're actually (laughs) physically doing something versus sitting in a room listening or reading from a book and see how these things all apply. 
What's your thought, Cole, on the future of the automotive industry, specifically the collector car hobby, uh, as it comes to all these wonderful cars you and I have enjoyed over our lives? Are there going to be young people that are going to be the new caretakers of these things? Will this still continue in the, the vibrancy that it has throughout our lives? That's a great question, Mark, and that's something that, that uh, I think about often. Uh, I actually work for three separate collections, and that's often a question that comes up is uh, who's going to take care of these things afterward. I, one of my collectors has such a great outlook. He and his wife do not refer to themselves as collectors. They refer to themselves as caretakers. So as caretakers, they are just trying to do what they can do for a period of time to be ready to hand off that collection to the next person that that might enjoy. But almost every one of these collections has a similar and consistent issue. I, I wouldn't say problem, but an issue. And that is, how do we, on a regular basis, just take care of these cars to make sure that the basic things are taken care of, that batteries are charged, that tires are up, they get rolled around, they get started, they get moved. And without question, the biggest obstacle to that is is modern fuel. Modern fuel is absolutely the worst enemy of a collector car. It is a complete disaster. And uh, I've, I've started transitioning these collections into some of the more modern uh, Sunoco fuels. They have probably 20 different blends that you can purchase. And now you can pur- purchase them even just in five-gallon pails, so you don't have to have drums of fuel in your garage. But uh, the storage problem for fuels that come out of the ground, and they're meant to last weeks, literally, is by comparison with some of these modern fuels, their shelf life is years. You know, it's it's uh, it's an average of two years, and that stops so many of these problems. Absolutely. You know, Cole, I always like to ask about a big challenge, and we've tackled a couple challenges here today, but maybe a big challenge in your life that you overcame, and it's really more about what it taught you so that you could go forward and never give up, to use that quote that we talked about at the beginning. So walk us through one of those experiences and tell us how it helped you gain even more momentum in your life and your career and your business. Well, I'll say one of the biggest challenges that I've had over my lifetime, especially related to, to business, is related to people, uh, human resources. Mm-hmm. And I have been really fortunate to have worked with and alongside some of the best people that uh, I just can't say enough about how blessed I have been to have worked with some of the just the best in the industry. And that not just in motorsport, but also uh, on the restoration side as well. But invariably, you end up with some some bad apples in the basket. Mm-hmm. And the biggest challenge that I've that I have had is recognizing and removing those bad apples from the basket before they ruin the rest of the batch. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that is that is a hard thing. You just assume at some point that everybody is driven by the same goals and has the same work ethic mm-hmm. that you and the the team you work with has, and that is not uh, necessarily the case. And I think I've missed a few early warning signs on occasion and then been hesitant to uh, solve the problem. And as I've gotten older, I think I've been quicker <laughs> to yeah. deal with <laughs> yes to deal with those with those issues. But uh, it really comes down to 
the team of people that you have, you're the protector. You're the gatekeeper. Mm. You're the person if this thing is going to survive and if it's going to thrive and if you're going to persevere Mm -hmm. for the long term then you have to be that person willing to take action. Yes. And it's, uh, that, that's something that was, that's really difficult. At least it was for me to, uh, address and, and, and stay consistent. with. Oh my gosh. You and I could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure. Been there, done that. And you always want the person to improve and try to help the person and, and give them the benefit of the doubt, noble intent, as I used to say, but so many times I did the same thing. Either didn't recognize it quick enough or act quick enough, thought that maybe this would just correct itself, which it never does, of course. Uh, never, <laughs> it never ever. Does. Never does. Absolutely not. Your Apple analogy is is really true. And those times that I've done that, it just starts to destroy everything else around it. And the worst part of it is people who do work very hard and are those great people, those coworkers, um, they really start to lose faith in you to say, why are you allowing this to continue? Did I say one more thing? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. Go ahead. But I don't want, I don't want this to, to sort of fall into a, a pity party feeling either because, <laughs> because while that's an obstacle, the people that I've worked with over the years, I mean, I think back, I, I'm so proud and I'm so excited about what I see happening in those people's lives. I've got, I've got one that, uh, that, uh, literally was my landscaper that, uh, ended up managing one of my teams. And then he, he was the principal person that got the flying lizards team started. Oh my God. I've got another wow. one. I've got it. Another one that uh, is now managing the racetrack at Virginia International Raceway. I've I've got so many uh, engineers that are now running their own programs or their own teams, and and some of our restoration proteges that are out just doing such great things in life and in and in business. And I could go on a lot longer about those stories than I could about the ones that tried to trip us up. So I just don't want to give a, a bad impression that that was so difficult or or problematic because the good far outweighs the bad. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because many times the the person that is challenging everyone around them is just simply in the wrong place and needs to be in a different place. And sometimes they don't even know how to voice that. And so they just end up staggering, uh, stagnating where they are. You know, there's a great quote that someone shared with me years ago when there is no consequence for poor behavior and no reward for good behavior. There is no motivation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a a winning one. Well, I appreciate you sharing that with us. Let's take a short break and uh, thank our sponsors again. And we come back, I'm going to dive into your personal passion for cars because you're a bit of a car guy. I know that about you. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Let's take a pit stop from the conversation and talk about my charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. One of those nonprofits is very near and dear to my heart because it's right down the road from the Cars Yeah headquarters. It's the LeMay America's Car Museum 
in Tacoma, Washington. One of the world's truly great automobile collections and one of those must-see bucket list destinations for car people like you and me. If you haven't seen it, I hope you make a trip soon. And if you have seen it, it's probably time to visit again. To learn more about this fantastic museum, go to www.americascarmuseum.org. And while you're there, you can donate to help them keep their engines running. That's www.americascarmuseum.org. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're a racer and the Racers Group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you found Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing... These wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, all wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to talk about the 24. This wine earned 91 plus points from Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's a dark, spicy, and velvety blend with ripe blue and black fruits and very smooth tannins. The label features a three-dimensional full metal chronograph in a bright gold finish that pays homage to the Daytona Rolex winners received at Le Mans. The Racing Series is a fantastic gift for the ultimate enthusiast in your life. And I've got a deal for you today. If you use the code CARS, yeah, all one word, all in caps, when you're at the adoberoadwinery.com checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of wines from the Racing Series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYEAH at checkout to get $10 off your purchase of the Racing Series today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the Racing Series. Go to Adobe Road Wines today and use the code CARSYEAH at checkout. Cheers! All right, Cole, would you share a story with me that uh, instigated this passion that you have for the automobile, a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were indeed going to be a car guy? Oh, gosh, I think I've always been a car guy. And it, it all goes to uh, back to my dad. My dad was a, was uh, in the Army Corps of Engineers stationed in Germany, but actually very close to Stuttgart in the 1950s. When he came back, he tried to buy a car, couldn't find uh, anybody selling anything at that time. So uh, he finally found a used one, and then people started bringing them to him. And he is the most unbelievable entrepreneur and uh, salesman that I have ever known. And my dad is really my hero. He's uh, 81 years old now and, wow. and, you know, not in the greatest of health. Still gets around quite a bit, yeah. but uh, significantly slower now than it than it used to be, but He's probably, uh, his specialty was uh, speedsters. He loved speedsters. Oh, nice. Um, he, he, he raced them and bought them, made them better, sold them, uh, was a Northeast Division SCCA champion in wow. a speedster. And I, w- I would venture a guess. I would throw this out there. If anybody could prove me wrong, I'm happy to hear it. But I doubt there is any person in the United States of America that has owned more Porsche speedsters than my dad. Oh, my gosh. Wow. He would buy them for... Uh, Five thousand dollars and do twenty five hundred dollars worth of work and sell them for ten. Wow, nice! And it, it was just over and over and over and over. Yeah, 
you know, a career spacer was maybe double that. Oh, geez. you know, it's such a different time. He must be shocked at what they're selling for nowadays. Pretty amazing when you really think about it. Yeah, just a simple little bathtub. Yeah, with a four cam is uh, yeah. Yeah, well, anyway. they've been they've been a bucket list car for me, but I think I missed the boat because they've just become unobtainium in the price world. But uh, uh, I've always wanted one for sure. Well, what was your first <laughs> really special vehicle? That first car that you got that you went, man, this is cool. Oh gosh, you know it might just be my first vehicle. Okay, which I still own, by the way. No way, seriously? Yeah, it's a little '65 Beetle. Uh, I learned everything there was to learn about a car on the, on that car, uh, keeping it running for a lot of years and, uh, still have it. It still, it still looks pretty good. It's actually in our map workshop coffee shop right now with all kinds of decorations for the holidays on the roof rack. So (laughs) it still has some, some use, but you know, one car that's always been in my life is, uh, my dad bought a 65 911, brand new, one of the first ones. I was only allowed to ride in it as a young person if my mother would put mittens on my hand. Mittens? So I wouldn't get, yeah, so I wouldn't get fingerprints anywhere. Oh, my God. And, yeah. <laughs> wow. So that car has always been around, and it's still uh, it's still fantastically original, original paint, wow. 16,000 miles. It's, it's a wonderful car, but it started to have a lot of oil leak problems about yeah. 10 years ago, so... As I was taking that car apart and the engine apart, and I mean, I saved every little piece that I took about apart or replaced and, and uh, got it back up in running condition again, I'm thinking to myself, this is a car that I rode around in as a, as a kid. Yes. As a kid. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Now I'm tasked with being its caretaker. Yes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Decades later. Wow. It's, it's a weird and strange, but really uh, fulfilling feeling Mm -hmm. to be able to connect in that way because cars are just metal glass and plastic yeah yeah they don't really know who we are they don't don't know stuff yeah but well it's the memories it's the things that happens the people that you are around that makes Mm -hmm. things so special yeah they're a catalyst for sure for uh, experiences and people well, here's a bit of a introspective question for you then, Cole. I'm going to climb into your skull a little bit. If you woke up tomorrow and you were manifest as a car in your shop, not what you want to be, but how you perceive your personality into this metal and glass and rubber and gasoline and fuel, what would Cole Scroggin be? I'd be, I'm going to answer two questions at once because at some point you're going to ask me what my favorite car is, right? Or what's the best car <laughs> well, yeah, today, yeah, right? yeah. So it's a, no question in my mind, GT3 Touring. Oh. It's uh, that wonderful mix of touring and, and uh, I guess, just being out and enjoying the mechanical piece, but also just having the most finely developed package that, in my opinion, has ever been produced in the Porsche line. And that's saying something. Yeah. And uh, that GT3 Touring, in some strange way, I know it's just a... It's a weird package where you just get rid of the uh, wing, right? That's yeah. what everybody says. But there's more to it than that. There's a mm-hmm. there's a connection to the past. As soon as I sit down, the first thing I notice is the ring around on the steering wheel. It, it's not exactly the same, but uh, in the center of the of the wheel, it mimics exactly the same look as my dad's sixty five nine eleven. As soon as I sit in it, that's the first thing I think about. And then uh, when I think about the motorsport-derived uh, drivetrain and suspension, and uh, basically it's the same piece that 
we've raced for years and years and years. Yeah. But at the same time, something you can get in and just ground the road and, and enjoy. And it's a little bit on the subtle side if there is mm-hmm. such a thing yeah. uh, for a 911. So that me, and that's why I sold everything I own to be able to, to own one of those cars in 2019, because that was, for me, that's the, that's the pinnacle. Wow. Well, you know, it's really funny because I had a mutual friend, Pete Stout, uh, on my show a couple of weeks ago. And when we were talking about after the show, we were talking about cars and as car people do. And that's the car that kind of came up as, you know, if you're going to buy something newer, the one to have. And that's the one that came up. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah, very cool. What color is yours? Pete has good taste. <laughs> yes, and he the does. Only re- the only reason I know that is because he married Rebecca. So. <laughs> there you go. Mine is uh, it's jet black metallic. I did uh, Pasha seat inserts. Oh, nice. It has red stitching and a sort of a platinum wheel. So it's a yeah. very kind of subtle package. Very nice. Ah, now my brain's going to start thinking about getting one of those. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. You're never going to give up the orange crush. You'd never well, do Well, probably not. Probably not. But, uh, you know, I always say if the check's big enough, I just might. But uh, <laughs> no one's offered one of those big golfer checks with the decimal point way to the right yet. So no. you never know. That's how I've got, you know, almost all my past collector cars are cars I didn't want to sell. And I ended up selling them because someone offered me just an absurd number that was just so crazy. It's almost like I can't pass this up. It's just nuts. They really wanted the car. So you never know. You never know. Well, we are entering the the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions, get some quick blips of that GT3 Touring throttle from you in the way of answers. So here we go. What's one of your personal habits, Cole, that you believe has contributed to your many successes in life? Never skip the small details. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Ferdinand Porsche, no question. Yeah, you and Pete and me. That's the way I answer that question, too. Now, when it comes to automotive advice, now this could be caring for your car, buying a car, collecting cars, whatever. What's the best advice someone else ever offered you that maybe you actually Mm. followed? (laughs) Yeah, well, pay attention. And when I say pay attention... That uh, also is having some significant amount of uh, time as a test driver, circuit <laughs> mm. test driver. Use your eyes, your nose, uh, you know, s- smelling for strange things, looking for strange things, listening for strange things. Use all of your senses to pay attention to your car because it will tell you uh, long before uh, a problem happens. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Pay attention. Yeah. Mom used to tell me that all the time. Pay attention. There's a reason for that. Well, when it comes to resources, I'm going to list one of them on your show notes page here at Cars. Yeah, Madison Automotive Apprentices. But is there another great go-to resource you might like to share? Uh, the 356 Registry for me is an unbelievable resource online, not just for a place to you know have a forum and kind of chat about things, but you can buy and sell. You can look up historical information. Uh, you can be part of a community and a forum that uh, really loves one specific car. So many people that are there. You know, I'll make an observation that you probably already know and have thought about, but Porsche is a very young car company in the grand scheme of things. We can't go back and talk to Henry Ford anymore. That's long in the past. But we can talk to a lot of first-person connections to the Porsche brand. When it first came out, they were the ones that, that loved it and bought it and 
and shared it. And those are the people that you can still, to a large degree, still have a conversation with. Yes. And that's rapidly changing, but it's really a unique company for that reason because it is you're right. so young. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of it that way, but you're absolutely right. And there's so many people still with us. Now, when it comes to books, I know you've written some books, Porsche 356 Carrera, 911 Engine Assembly Handbook, the 356 Engine Assembly Handbook, and numerous articles in Panorama, which is the Porsche Club publication. And uh, also, I believe you've done a couple uh, fiction and leadership books, The New Leader. Uh, is there a book that you might recommend that you really enjoyed that our listeners crack open and read? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. I am a huge uh, historical fiction and historical, you know, anything that I can read, mm -hmm. especially around World War II, I'm just fascinated by. So that's an entire uh, genre, I guess, not anything specific, but an entire genre. But in the Porsche world, I've always been amazed with what Livingston was able to do with the Excellence Was Expected series. The compilation of information in such detail uh, about so many different things is just an amazing historical reference for the Porsche brand. So I know it's a big it's a big book or a series of books. I know there's a lot there. Yes. But you can bite it in little in, in little chunks, right? You eat, an, eat an elephant one bite at a time. <laughs> yeah. And just find find something you're interested in and open that book and read some of the the stories and the background and the historical connections that are there. And I uh, I just find that to be such an important work that I mean he started on in the 70s right I mean oh, yeah now when I look back you know it sounds like that's old um, <laughs> yeah but so many of those stories were captured in a period of time when they were still relevant and I guess fresh in people's uh, minds but I guess there's going to be you know uh, if there's going to be any book in the world you should go out and read you better pick the bible up and read it but i'm oh, not going to waste too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that little book as far yeah. as those two that would be the the resource that you just you just cannot ignore there you it's, go uh, well carl's been a guest here on cars yeah i was very fortunate to have him be a guest and yeah, excellence was expected, and all of his books and writings are wonderful. They're all on my shelf, being a Porsche fanatic here. So I'll remind you that all these great resources Cole has shared with us today are on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Cole Scroggum, S-C-R-O-G-H-A-M is the spelling of his last name, and you'll find everything right there. All right, Cole, I think you already answered the question, but I'll ask it anyway, that Doozy of a question. If you could only have one collector car in your garage, uh, what would it be? But like I, like you said, the Porsche GT3 Touring that you already have, is that the car? Oh, without question. Yeah. But if it had to be a vintage car, I would say uh, uh, 356C. A C, know, very, okay. Yeah, usable, quiet, touring, just lovely, sweet cars. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, nice choices. Uh, I love Porsche, as everyone here knows. So uh, great choices. Now my brain's going to be going down that path of the <laughs> GT3 Touring. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've taken us on a very fun ride today, Cole. I knew this would be great. I want to thank you for joining us today and uh, sharing your life and your amazing journey through life. Before I let you go, though, would you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your GT3T? Love the people around you. Yeah. Don't take them for granted. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. What's the best way for people to learn more about where you spend your time there at the university? Oh, uh, Medicine Automotive Apprentices. Thank you for doing that, uh, for letting me share a little bit of that. It's uh, uh, madisonauto.org yep. is where you can find our website. But we're very active on social media as well under either MAP, which is the short acronym for Madison Automotive Apprentices, or uh, anything uh, related to James Madison University College of Integrated Science and Engineering. So lots of ways to find us. Uh, we'd love for you to, to uh, find us and connect with us. We do a lot of really cool stuff with young people here at, uh, at MAP. Absolutely. Uh, tremendous what you guys are doing there, men and women. All right. Well, you can find everything on Cole's show notes page. Just go there and all these links will be there. Check out what they're doing. Follow them on social media. I think you'd be glad you did. Cole, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your life with us. Until you and I talk again, my friend, I'll see you down the road. Appreciate it, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Cars Yeah!